0: Sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by your tactics. We have tactics. a lot to sense is how we practice. The last word conversation. David Jason. Hello everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum this is John Elliot. This
1: is Patrick Ricci.
0: And joining us once again, it's David Schneider. Yeah, and this is our uh, this is our extra late bonus Halloween episode.
1: And zombified. Yeah. Scary.
0: This week we're doing uh, Night of the Living Dead versus One Cut of the Dead, and I think David, you've seen Night of the Living Dead before, yeah? Oh yeah, many many, yeah, many times. Yeah, me too. Uh, but you had not seen it, right, Pat?
1: I don't think I'd seen it, but it did. A lot of scenes seem familiar, but I mean this is a movie that's been kind of copied copied a million
0: times yeah Um, i
1: don't i don't believe that i'd seen it before
0: yeah 1968 uh that's what we'll start with i guess um night of the living dead yeah i had seen it a million times before but usually like really well because it went into public domain like the the ones i'd seen looked pretty shitty for the most part i don't know about you david um, yeah, mostly bad copies. Yeah, how but, did that happen? Because uh, they fucked up. I can't remember the story. Somebody fucked something up on submitting the copyright for it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think they uh, they had changed the title,
0: and they submitted the wrong title or something like that. Yeah, so, uh, oh, yeah. But George Romero. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So I'll be interested in your take, Pat. I, I mean, personally, I found it. Uh, I think it holds up, but I don't know what your guys' feeling is on it.
1: Yeah, I thought it was good. It was entertaining. It was—it's funny. I think because it's low budget, uh, the there's like a certain feel to a low budget movie that when you first start watching one, even when it's good like this, it feels like a bad low budget movie.
0: Oh yeah, it's yeah, just, I know I what don't you know mean.
1: What it is exactly? I don't know if it's the music or just the like the the cinematography or there's something about it. It takes a while for to get into the rhythm. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's definitely that that independent feel or B movie feel, I guess, more Mm -hmm. like it. Um, And
1: and also interesting to me is this movie cost what was it, one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars or one hundred and fourteen thousand dollars to make? And I believe, I mean, maybe David, you're more of an expert than I am, but it feels like watching this movie in the like. It feels like if it was made nowadays, it would cost the same amount of money <laughs> or, or less. Well, they did uh, yeah, have to yeah.
0: get a helicopter, Pat.
1: <laughs> I don't think you're
2: wrong. I think, the, the, you know, certain technologies have advanced that we can do cheaper than we could back then. so I think in the balance, yeah, this probably would have been a, I think it said that the 115,000 was equal to a little bit under a million dollars in today's money. Mm-hmm. And that's that's. Probably about right, yeah.
1: No, no, no. I'm saying, one hundred fourteen thousand dollars. I'm not saying. Oh, 000.
2: oh, I say. Oh, you're not. Okay, you're not going. To, uh, I don't
1: I mean, know what. You know, it,
2: yeah, I think. I think it would. I think it would probably still cost a couple hundred thousand. Oh,
1: I thought. I thought. I thought well. I just thought it would be cheaper nowadays because of the the lack of film. I thought maybe that was taking up a lot of the well.
0: It's probably I, actually. I don't know if this film was Union. It probably wasn't. I was going to say oh, no, wow. you had to pay Union sure. scale, no, but
1: yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, um,
0: yeah. But you still got to pay the crew and the
1: actors, I guess. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Um, but Again, they're not. union.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. I don't. Well, I just find I find it interesting watching it now just because it seems like I, I i don't know it seems like the first kind of really adult modern horror movie like if you thinking before that it was monster movies and vincent price movies and i guess the hammer stuff
2: well i was reading an interesting quote from um <clears throat> excuse me from uh, roger ebert from his movie review at the time kind of relating to that exactly that he saw it at a horror you know like a matinee and there were kids there and because nobody really knew that a, mo- a a horror film could actually really be scary and he remembered like i think he said like there was like a 9 year old girl in the aisle across from him and he was just watching her cry <laughs> cuz these kids are used to kind of the goofy 50s monster movies yeah. fun monster movies and this was not that and i think you're right i think it was one of the first To really cover that ground
0: yeah i think it was all i I was gonna say that i was thinking oh it might be the first like horror movie that was an allegory but that's not true in the 50s they had all those like um things were allegories for communism basically you know like invasion of the body snatchers and that thing from another world and stuff but Mm -hmm. um, but i mean it was pretty pretty clear in this film you know there was a lot of it was 68 so it was vietnam war you know civil rights movement a lot of that i think having the the main the hero be a black guy was probably a statement i should have yeah, it's read interesting more they, about don't, it. they
1: don't talk about that as a statement they just say that was he was the best actor they had
0: well it, yeah i maybe it's just, it just seems like a statement in retrospect but i also I, think I, like they I, can't have not noticed that i mean right right yeah
2: it it, it is interesting that that Things like that seem so obvious and they probably are, but there are certain things like I was reading that, you know, people read into it, the you know, the ending where the, the lead gets shot and they're like, oh, that's a statement on, you know, Martin Luther King and, you know, Trump's only being the hero and still getting shot. And Romero's like, yeah, that's cool and all, but I was bringing the final cut when, when uh, Martin <laughs> Luther King got shot. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, it can still be a comment on racism, exactly. if not. Martin Luther King's assassination. Yeah. Um but I guess the plot is it's a zombie movie and uh
1: but they're never called zombies, they're ghouls. No,
0: yeah, they're ghouls. I forgot. Um and I think maybe like set the tone for those two. I don't I haven't seen too many previous to this um but where they, you know, they they don't even eat brains really necessarily. They're just eating everything, intestines and
1: Right, like, yeah whatever
0: um but um so this woman and her brother i think it's her brother right johnny yeah
1: yeah uh,
0: brother are visiting their dad's grave somewhere mm-hmm. and they're attacked by zombies and and she's all like fuck you johnny gets out of there <laughs> um, oh he's dead right
2: she's yeah like he's, his... he's kind of being a dick to her he's, he's making right. fun of her
1: <laughs> yeah yep. so to get you barbara <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, he is he is not a nice person from the very first scene. Yeah,
0: so it's also a commentary on uh, sexism. There, there we go. Brothers. <laughs> um, yeah, she runs to uh, an abandoned house or drives and runs. And uh, other people take shelter there and they try to barricade themselves from the zombies. And, of course, everybody's got their own stupid ideas of what should be done. And chaos <laughs> ensues. Yeah. Um, but I, I know I find I find it very watchable despite it's, you know, um, the low budget element of it and the time period that it was made. Uh,
1: yeah, it's, it's super watchable. Yeah. I would say that I've read a lot that there was controversy about all the violence. I think there's something about the, the need of rating system because the pornography of violence and films like Night of the Living Dead, I think that's the quote from Wikipedia that something like that, but until the Supreme Court establishes a clear-cut guidelines for the pornography of violence, *The Living Dead* will serve nicely as an outer limit definition. But I mean, watching this and it's super mild. Yeah. Super, oh, yeah. super mild. So it just shows how that's been ratcheted up since 1968.
0: But I think it was—it sure. was probably a big deal showing like the the body parts and stuff that the right. the ghouls were eating.
1: Yeah, and the straight up like shooting, shooting the bodies. I don't think that was common at that time. Yeah,
0: probably not. And
2: just having such a downer ending is probably well, that's,
1: that's true too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I yes, definitely. I think that's one. Uh, that's another reason that it seems like one of the first modern ones. And like, uh things that came after it, obviously, like there's varying levels of intelligence to them. I mean, there's all horror's always been open for exploitation and stuff. But um. But yeah, I I actually I can watch it. Find it enjoyable. There, it's tense.
2: Um, yeah, like I, like, I watch it every couple years, I'd say. I, I, I just I really enjoy it. I mean, it's never going to be in the pantheon of of greatest films of all time. But just what they did with so little. It's a solid film. You know, it's, it's, it's effective. It, it's, it's, it's genuinely scary in points. Yeah, uh, some really smart stuff. Like, you know, I again, working within the budget, you know, the whole concept of, well, it's only the recently dead that can rise. It was a stroke of genius because then you know right. you don't have to go crazy with the makeup effects. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and the uh, well, another thing that seemed, I mean, seems modern about it to me is that like um, it's, I mean, it's pretty much a trope now, but that like everything just keeps going wrong no matter what their plan is to escape, something fucks it up, mm-hmm. um, which I don't remember being such a thing in in old horror movies. I mean especially like the forties and fifties and stuff.
2: Yeah, I think people needed more of a, a, a release valve back then. You know what I mean? Like they there needed to be some some sense of of, of relief, and this movie never really gave it to you.
0: Yeah, no. and like the
2: constant things going worse and worse.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, and I can't. But
1: some of the things that went bad were just like are you guys idiots what is happening (laughs) well yeah
0: that's another modern trope i think yeah
2: with the gasoline
1: the gasoline is exactly the scene i was thinking
0: (laughs) of well i thought it was interesting too that the um god i wish i I can't remember the character's name right now the woman johnny's sister um barbara barbara yes i thought she was going to be the star but nope she she ends up getting killed uh by the zombies Because it's, I mean, it was strange that it started out with her kind of being her story, and then it kind of switches. That's true. But even before
2: she got, even though she got killed, even before that, she kind of drifted into a background character almost. Yeah, she was
1: comatose.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she was in a catatonic state for a while. Um, and then you got, I don't know, Mister, Mister White America, who thinks he's (laughs) right about everything. And his family. Goodbye, stupid. Uh, well, that was another thing that was uh, that I think was was pretty creepy. Was um, their the family's daughter got bit by a zombie and she turned into one in the house and killed yeah, her I own thought...
1: mother. <laughs> I, mother and oh, I guess he was dying already, but ate but her she... own father.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That was like that. I
1: thought it was. I mean, I understood it. I guess I thought it was a little weird that they had they had Ben kill kill that guy at that point says it's like i don't know
0: ah fuck him he was a (laughs) he was a hassle through the whole film
1: he really was but but
2: you but you know what ultimately i mean yes he was an ass he was right he was right yeah Yeah. the lead ended up
1: barricading himself in the basement and that (laughs) saved him yep that's exactly what (laughs) yes he was he was right but they would have had to kill his daughter to make him right
2: that's that's true
1: yeah. <laughs> but I thought the same exact thing when he was down on the basement, I was like, so I just listened to him from the first part.
0: But that was something I, I had forgotten for some reason about the daughter like killing the mother and stuff. I I could see how that would be pretty disturbing back in nineteen sixty eight. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Reading in uh Wikipedia and I as many times as I've seen it, I've never I never knew this. Apparently that the daughter is actually that that guy's real life daughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: who, so, the, the actor who played that. The,
0: uh, yeah. Oh, that's funny. She probably never had to go to therapy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was also one of the film's producers.
0: Oh, that's how he got. it Oh, yeah, makes sense. Mister Moneybags, <laughs> putting up at least what a few, a few grand for that. Um, yeah, six hundred dollars.
2: Uh, I think it said. I think it, no. Seriously, I think it said all the initial producers put up six hundred dollars each. <laughs> that's <laughs> funny.
0: I guess that's one way to do it. I, I mean,
1: I thought maybe this wasn't so low budget because it felt. It feels like when you talk one hundred fourteen thousand dollars in in the sixties, that feels like a lot of money, but it really was because you look at like other movies of of the time period and they're like eight and nine million dollars. So yeah,
0: no, they were in the yeah, yeah, no, it was super low budget, but, um, but it is very impressive what he was able to do with that budget too. Like that, that always impresses me when when you're able able to make something actually work. I mean, there's plenty of low-budget things that just suck.
2: It's really hard to do a low-budget movie to be able to make it work like that.
1: And I think the the limitation at the time, they had to be black and white because it was cheaper, but I think that made it timeless a little bit, because it doesn't feel like it's from 1968. It feels like it's from before 1968, but at the same time, it feels really modern. So I think that it, it doesn't feel as old as it is. Yeah, I,
0: it is. I think you're right. Like if it was in color in the, you know, the kind of 60s style color, it would look way more dated.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And, yeah. Um, yeah, oh man, I, I had a thought and it flew right out of my head. Uh, I i don't have much else to say about this one. Do you want to move on to the uh, I, I um, just
1: wonder if you guys have ever seen uh, George Romero's second movie? <laughs> oh, it sounded pretty bad.
0: What was his second movie?
1: Oh, I have to look up the name now. I it saw the uh, the the one actress in the movie uh, that played the, the the girlfriend. She was the star of it, and it was like a romantic comedy.
0: Oh God, no! I definitely haven't seen it.
1: No. Okay, it, it's <laughs> awful.
0: Well, there was some movie he did back in the seventies that um, about some amusement park. Do you guys? call called about... "There's
1: Always Vanilla." Sorry.
0: Oh, there. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't seen it. <laughs> um that was never released and i'm i was reading about it it sounded really interesting uh hopefully that'll we'll get to see that at some point but i saw i mean i've seen like uh dawn of the dead Mm -hmm. the which is extra gory also also uh an allegory which i mean is not subtle at all in that movie but i like
1: it is dawn of the dead the one at the at the shopping mall yeah I think I did see that when I was a kid. I don't really remember it very well, but I'm pretty sure I saw that one.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's as effective as this one, actually, even though it's got yeah. a better budget. Um, yeah, all right. You, you guys want to take a quick break? And, sure, uh, sure. All right, we'll be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade talk for whole days but then he tried to be a hero tried talking about shanmiro to computers wearing earphones he almost died for conversation hallucinations back with one cut of the dead you guys had not seen this i assume
1: no it was awesome and just to prove my point it only cost twenty five thousand dollars to make this movie no it didn't i i had yes um, it did that's not a lie
0: wait that can't be true
1: that's what it says oh my god all right
2: i did not recognize the name but when i started watching it i realized i had not seen the whole thing but i had seen sections of it and unfortunately, I did know kind of the overall plot.
0: Oh, that's too bad.
2: <laughs> yeah, it is because it, it's it, it's really one you should go in not knowing anything about. So, yeah, that's what
0: I did. I didn't even, I didn't read any reviews or anything. I just I heard it was good, but I yeah. I
2: I, I I recognized I had seen some of the scenes, some of the early scenes in that first section. I don't remember where. I think over a friend's house when he was watching it. I just caught a couple of things and and knew the overall the overall plot. So. I had seen some of
0: it. Were you able to enjoy it anyway?
2: I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a blast.
0: Yeah, it's a movie I, I about st- making a zombie movie about making a zombie movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: I suggested it to a friend who's like a a huge zombie zombie movie fan, and he watched it, and he, he texted me, and he's like, I watched the first half of this movie and thought, oh, my God, this is really fun, but this is the kind of movie we should have made when we were kids. <laughs> then I watched the second half, and I said... You know, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> it becomes much. The first half becomes much more impressive when you see the second half. Well,
0: but it is. It was funny to me, like, watching that first half where I'm like, these are weird fucking choices they're making for this. I don't really <laughs> know. And then it, like, and then it ended, and I was like, wait, was that the whole fucking movie?
2: <laughs> yeah, there were really weird, like, pauses, and, like, and, like
1: that's really awkward. Why did they do that? Yeah. <laughs> One I, I think of specifically is there's a scene. Where the one guy's sitting down, and yes. the guy that drank the warm, warm water is like, what's going on here? That
0: I we we mentioned that too when we were watching it at the beginning. Yeah, why is the guy just sitting there? Yeah, but it all gets explained. Um, so it's and the
1: weirdness about the uh like the the explanation of the like the the ghost in that factory or whatever. It all gets explained.
0: Yeah, everything everything gets. It. So it's, I mean, it's really more of a movie about filmmaking than a zombie movie. Yeah.
1: But it's still <laughs> a zombie movie because that
2: first half... <laughs> it is, but it's not, I mean, it's not really scary. There's no really a real attempt at no. any real scares.
0: No, or gore or anything, really. Um, yeah, it's, so, so it, it's about... I love the
2: shot where he... Um, going back to weird choices that didn't make sense at first, the shot where there's a splash, a splash of blood on the camera itself, on the camera lens, <laughs> Yeah, you see the hand come in and wipe it off, which is like... <laughs> Okay, wait a minute. They've never acknowledged that this camera is part of it, so that doesn't really make it doesn't make sense. <laughs> in right. At all. But then eventually you realize, oh yeah, actually it does. <laughs>
0: because it's about um, a guy, a director who is hired by this new zombie channel uh, in Japan to make a um, a live TV zombie story uh, shot in one take. So. <laughs> That's what you see first is the the TV movie, and then it goes into uh, everything that's behind it and what went into making it. And that's amazing they made this for $25,000, actually, because I was going to say, like, even beyond just the kind of fun of the movie, the uh, afterwards you realize what kind of, like, technical skill was involved in making it, too. So, Jesus Christ, $25,000, yeah.
1: And the I, f- I forget how many it says it somewhere that how many times it took them to, like to actually do it in one shot, which is amazing.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, I didn't read. Yeah, I, I was just I just looked it up after you said that because I thought you were fucking with us. But yeah, <laughs> um, it yeah opened in Japan in a small in a small theater for a six day run. Um, yeah,
1: that's... six days ta- It only took six takes, which is amazing to me. That whole. The whole thirty-seven minute continuous shot in six takes—that's unbelievable. Yeah,
2: I wonder. I wonder how many times they rehearsed it, though.
1: That's true. That's true. But well, you... they, I mean, they were only there for eight days, so it couldn't have been that that long. <laughs> true. But you—I mean, you guys said that there wasn't a lot of gore and it wasn't really a horror movie, but it was really tense. I at least I found it to be really well. Like, but every time, a lot of to it.
0: every time there was tension, something would get fucked up.
1: Yeah. So it kind of cut it. A bit. But, I mean, I guess it felt like a like a bad horror movie. I guess in that way, you're right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so, I mean, basically, the the whole second half is is the fun part of the movie because you get to see why everything is yeah <laughs> is getting fucked up. Is there uh, explosive diarrhea involved? Of course. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Does makeup need to be applied whilst whilst the diarrhea is exploding? I love that.
0: <laughs> Me too. And the guy's crying.
2: <laughs> I could not stop laughing at that scene. <laughs>
0: and uh, and the drunk guy just spewing shit all over everybody was hilarious too.
1: <laughs> but it was also it was really funny and it was it was touching too. The whole the whole father daughter segments were were sweet.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and he
0: shows the photo at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It was really sweet
0: uh, yeah i mean i, I guess we kind of spoiled it for everybody anyway but yeah i just i well,
1: I, we, I screw I, them I yeah think the most important part's already spoiled so maybe you should edit this whole thing to say don't listen to this episode <laughs> if you've never seen the movie
0: yeah no nah, you know what? They, let them they know they knew the risk when they bought their ticket um <laughs> but it made it made 30 million dollars which is crazy from twenty five thousand. um yeah, no. I thought, I mean, I had no idea it was that much of a low-budget movie, and because I thought the acting and stuff was fine, and like I said, the the technical accomplishment was was also really impressive.
1: I can't tell if acting is fine when they're speaking a language I don't speak. Maybe it's awful.
0: Really? I mean, I don't I can, know. <laughs> I, I think you can. I think you can. Yeah, you can. It wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> cartoonish. I mean, you can tell really bad acting. I think.
1: Yeah, I'm joking.
0: Um. <laughs> Pat just got to get his racism in yep. for the day. Uh, I, yeah. Um, God damn. Sorry, my, my brain's not working so well.
1: Um, now, this director directed something else before this that was popular. Did you, did you guys see that? I don't even know what it's called. I I didn't. I,
0: I have not. Um, let's look no, it up. Haven't. Directed by... Oh. But it's not really giving me any info on it. No, I haven't seen anything else. Uh, damn. Damn. David, I, that kind of sucks that you you were a little spoiled
1: on this movie. Yeah, yeah, it does. But it was still fun, right? I mean, oh yeah,
2: it was, it was definitely. It's it was a, like I said, I didn't recognize the name when I started watching. It, I realized, oh, this is that movie that person was te- kind of knew about. So I, but I still really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I I think and like when you're talking about it being a zombie movie, Pat, I think this is a movie that people who don't like scary movies could watch yeah yeah and enjoy definitely um especially without the gore yeah i thought the uh the wife of the director well they the director and the wife both had to fill in at the last minute Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah, and the fact that she gets obsessed with the role was a was also a funny funny
0: right which is why he didn't want her to act because she always got obsessed with roles and then she really did that. You thought he was just being a dick, but <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, you find out when she goes karate kicking everybody in What was that
2: palm? Yeah, oh, yeah, she's yeah, palm.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: her self-defense mantra.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, I mean they show that too. In, in her home life, she does actually do a self-defense court or whatever it was. Yes. Yeah. yeah. A
0: little video. <laughs> well, and then the, like the stuff that we were talking about, Viv and I, when we were watching the original movie the first time where um, you see like the executive saying too, like they're really lingering on that shot for a long time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I really liked the the woman executive. She was really funny.
0: Yeah, she had a very distinctive face.
1: Yep.
0: Sorry, what were you going to say, David?
2: I was just saying it was, all those little choices were very smart. Yeah. The way it it all came back. Yeah.
0: That's it. Very it was a very clever movie, but like you said too, Pat, it was like, it had heart and, and it was funny. I don't know. I, I was, I was like, that's why I recommended it. I thought it, I had a super fun, I thought it was a super fun movie. I had a really good time watching it.
1: Yeah. How um, did you hear about it?
0: Uh, Viv heard about it somewhere and she, she was like, oh, you should, we should try to check this out.
1: Is it from this year? No. No, 2017. Out. But they did do a, a um excuse me a uh, pandemic sequel to it. I don't know if it's if it's if it's available to see outside of Japan, but
2: it is. It's on YouTube. I started to watch it, but ran out of time.
0: Same director, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. and same cast. Yep. Oh what? well, I also that was another thing I liked about like about the it was just very well written overall. But like the uh, the kind of pretty boy actor, the the lead hmm. actor who was like so pretentious and always trying to make things seem way more important than they were. Like he said, it was, it was kind of an allegory for racism. And then the, the production assistant's like, wait, where's the racism? Can you tell me? <laughs> and he's like, sorry, I'm in my process right now or whatever. Wait,
1: wasn't it the guy who said that the other actor?
0: Well, he yeah. was an actor, but wasn't he also a production assistant? Oh, okay. okay. I thought he was. Um,
1: and then the pretentious cameraman wouldn't let the woman do anything until – what happened to him that made him – so ba- His back went out. Oh, right. His <laughs> <laughs> and the whole th- – yeah, it was, it was a very – it tied together well. It was, it was one of those things where, uh, you know, something that happened in the first act was was more important than you realized. And that, that's really cool when they're able to, to tie things together really well, that uh, everything is important and really neat.
0: Yeah, I like that's the kind of it's like that kind of Arrested Development type writing.
1: I was thinking Seinfeld, but same kind of. Or thing. Seinfeld,
0: yeah. Everything just tying together. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. No, I I don't have anything else to say about it. But you you should check it out. Uh,
1: if you and can. if you're listening to this and you're smart, maybe it's Chekhov. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely will watch it again to pick up, try to pick up on other things I missed.
1: Yeah, yeah I, Steph, the, the, seeing the second half makes you want to watch the first half again.
2: Yep, 100%. <laughs> yep.
0: Actually,
1: yeah, exactly next time I, I watch it, I might watch it in reverse and watch the second half first.
0: <laughs> I watched it twice within, like, a month. I just watched it again today for, for this, um, just so I could remember everything that, that happened. But, yeah, no, it's definitely worth it. Um, no. All right. Shall we... Recordations, uh, actions, yeah. You guys got, well, David is our guest. Let's let him do his recommendation Asian, first.
2: Okay. Um, well, I was, I was, I, I honestly I haven't had a whole lot of time to do much watching or reading over the past month or two. So I feel a little silly recommending, recommendation, chin, 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 this. Because <laughs> I feel like everybody has, everybody's talking about it. So it's not like a, a super secret recommendation nation, nation, nation. But I really, really enjoyed The Queen's Gambit oh i haven't it's seen it yeah best thing i've seen in a while um yeah but I, I feel like everybody's talking about it so it's not really like uh
1: i think it's worth it because it's amazing it it's
2: it's so good it's it's really smart it's 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 a great female lead character who's and it's just it's very different i mean there's a lot of it, there's predictable elements to it but overall it's it's really smart and really creative and very well acted very well shot the uh, production design wardrobe is just beautiful uh it's it's uh, pat you've seen you said you saw it right
1: right i loved it i i was surprised watching it how good it was because most of the time when a show like that because i watched it like the first week it was one of those those shows that netflix was screaming at me to watch and i usually ignore it but this time i decided to watch it and after watching the first two episodes i was shocked that there hadn't been more hype about it outside now there has been but at that point there had been no hype about it and it was really good. So I was surprised by that, but it was so, and then afterwards when I read all the like I didn't realize it was based on the, the, the novelist who wrote, um, what is it? The, uh, what's that? The hustler, that, that Paul Newman movie, the same, it's uh, the same novelist. Just, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Had, and there's another novel he wrote, I guess, color of money anyway. So yeah.
2: I, I, yeah. I, I watched it, uh, really early too. And this is a, a, uh, a testament to, to street advertisement, I guess. Uh, every day when I take my dog out for, for his walk, there's this, like, a boarded-up area, and it was covered with, with uh, posters for the Queen's Gambit. Huh. And, I mean, just, like, covered. And every time I walked by it, I was like, I was intrigued by the shots, because I couldn't quite figure out what it was about. I mean, obviously, it was about chess from the name and some of the photos, but... Well,
0: what else do you, you need so, once you hear it's about chess?
2: I, it's, <laughs> it, right? Mm. But every time I walk by it, I get, I get a little bit more and more interested, and finally finally, I watched it.
1: And having the said end, that, you don't have to know anything about the chess to enjoy this movie, because I don't know how to play chess. But I, to I, enjoy this movie.
2: I know I know how the pieces move, and that's that's it.
1: That's more than I know. I know it's a smart person's checker. So,
2: so in a, what we're saying here is, the important thing here is, in a, a match of really, really bad chess players, I would win.
0: no i well i know how to play enough that you and i would probably just be stalemated every time we played david that's my (laughs) guess because i'm pretty terrible too
1: welcome to chess talk (laughs) (laughs) and stalemate's what you say when you tie yes
2: Uh,
0: sure it's what it's what i call my old english friends um what do you have pat
1: I think I will recommend a book and a TV show. I'll start with the book. It's called Una Out of Order. It's a a book about a woman who on her 21st, I think it was her 21st birthday, suddenly appears in the her body when she's like 60 or something like that. And each chapter is another year of her life. And it's so it's that that kind of uh, time travel. I guess sort of like Well, not really. It's like a freaky
0: Friday time travel.
1: I guess yeah. I was thinking of like Groundhog Day, but it's not the same thing because she's not living living the same life uh, day over and over again. She's living different days in her life in the wrong order. And it's it's an, it's really well written. It's it's heart heart like it's touching. It's sad. It's it's, it's very good. So I would recommend that highly. It's a, a by I don't know how to say her name Montemore Margarita. And TV show I'll recommend. It's a Netflix sketch comedy show called Auntie Donna's Big Old F- House of Fun. It's an Australian sketch show with has has guest stars of people you recognize like Ed Helms and uh, Tawny Newsome and it's just it's stupid and dirty and fun. And I don't know if I recommended it before, but I'll recommend it again just because I mentioned her, is the Star Trek uh, cartoon. Oh what's the name of what? it? There's just on CBS, whatever, there's a Star Trek a cartoon that has Tony Newsome and uh, a couple other fun people. at the Lower Decks. They're really going set, all in
0: with the Star Trek shit on that CBS All Access, huh?
1: It's really fun. It's 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 uh, made by the guy who did Rick and Morty who isn't the guy who did the community. So the animation guy. I forget his name too. But uh, it's good. It's called Star Trek Lower Decks as Tony Newsom is the star in my mind. And it has some pretty good guest stars. And uh, it's a funny, good show. It's based in like TNG era Star Trek.
0: The best era. Yep. Um all right, well I'll recommend a book called Shit Actually by Lindy West. Um it's just movie reviews of that one's obviously based on love actually. Um but she like went back and rewatched a bunch of movies like that she thought were great from her youth and everything and, and rewatched them as an adult basically. Uh and many of them do not hold up. <laughs> Um, but she's really funny. I, yeah, I would recommend it shit actually. Um, also it's an interesting concept. Yeah. For, for TV, um, we were watching search party. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen that.
1: That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. Um, I'm, I'm just, I just finished the first season. Is it still good after that?
0: Yeah. We've, we watched the, the three seasons that are out. Um, it gets very dark. Um,
1: yeah, in the first what, season it
0: does. Uh, yeah, it gets it gets darker. <laughs> wow. As it goes on, which is weird for like a half hour, because it has comedic elements too. But I don't know that you could call it, it's not like a sitcom, really. It's, I, I don't I think
1: know. In the first, the beginning of the first season, it feels more like a sit, Not really. It it feels more like a funny show. Comedy,
0: yeah, with John but Early's I, character and stuff being. Yeah. But I
1: think as the season goes on, it becomes more and more dark. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it continues that progression. So, yeah, I would recommend that. It's on it's on HBO Max now, So or HBO. I don't know what the fuck, if there's it's a difference between HBO H- H- and
1: HBO Max. I don't know what it is on HBO Max. And that, I looked it up because I thought her name sounded familiar. Lindy West also did Shrill.
0: Yes, which is another good TV show on Hulu. Yep, very um, good. With Eddie uh, Bryant from Saturday Night Live. Uh, ba- yeah, based on the Lindy West book.
1: Did the second season of that come out yet? Yeah,
0: yeah. The second season. season is done. Is it good? Yes. If you like the first season, you're going to like the second season. Oh, That's good. Um, have you watched any of these, David?
2: No, I have not. Oh, yeah. No, and, oh. and I'm not going to
0: either. <laughs> you shouldn't just. No, they
2: they sound they sound good.
0: Yeah, stay in your oh, patriarchal I, I, zone.
1: I have one more. I just I think you guys might like it's We Are the Champions on Netflix as a documentary series from.
2: Oh uh, yeah, I, I want to see that. that I heard good. about this, but
0: I can't remember what it is.
1: It's just, I think it's just different weird events. Not, the only, I've only watched the first episode, and just based on the first episode, I think I'm going to like this series. But the first episode, even if you don't want to watch the rest of it, you should watch the first. It's about a, a a town, a small town in England that has a cheese rolling competition every year where they roll a, a like a thing of cheese down a hill and people run after it. And it's really, really cute and fun and interesting.
0: It's a waste of good cheese, if you ask me. They
1: eat the cheese. They eat the cheese at the end. It's It's all wrapped.
0: Oh, it's wrapped. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's like you know when it comes out of the the cheese cheese place. Yeah, it comes. Yeah, it comes out. <laughs> it's Saran wraps. You know. <laughs> but that's what they. The, the victor goes to cheese. Oh, the person who
2: catches it gets the cheese.
1: Yep. Oh, nice.
0: But that's now too to much that. cheese for one person then.
2: I don't, I... either way
0: they're wasting cheese. <laughs> oh, I hear you, David, but
2: I can eat an awful lot of cheese. That's all I'm saying.
0: Ah. <sighs> Reminds me of Vegas. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Why?
0: I don't know. You know what? Just eating a lot of shit reminds me of Vegas, I think, is what it is. Um,
2: He's referring to that big cheese-themed casino.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Chuck E's. It's just Chuck E's. They leave the cheese out because it's left to the imagination. Um, Yeah, no no Vegas trips for you, I'm guessing. Do you have any coming up? I mean, do you have any planned?
2: No, I mean we obviously canceled this year's yeah. Vegas extravaganza. So um,
1: obvious so, to you, not to everyone, because Vegas is still open for business.
2: That is true.
0: And hey, Vegas Vegas was one of the cities that saved us in the election. Really. Um, yeah, I we keep getting free like free hotel stays offers, <laughs> um, but I yeah just can't do it. I don't. First of all, I don't want to fly really either um
1: i think flying is probably the safest part it's being in the airport that's really awful
0: probably yeah
2: and, and i mean i'm sure the vegas casinos are doing everything they can but i just wouldn't be comfortable i mean no, no
1: i wouldn't either yeah
2: we wouldn't be an escape it wouldn't be the, the fun it usually is
1: right because you'd have people who were there and didn't believe in this stuff and so they're wearing their mask on their chin while they're you know the same people who. Had, they're sitting on the machine smoking a cigarette usually or just instead of smoking they're just blowing out their covet at you
0: yeah i think well they're not yeah they're not allowing smoking in the casinos right now either which so fuck you yeah. vegas i'll, I'll come <laughs> back when you pick that back up we oh, did I,
2: I thought you were saying that as a good thing
0: <laughs> no never um <laughs> we did stay in a hotel recently for for a few days we just went down to santa cruz and stayed and i was a little nervous about it but it worked out fine. I mean, I have I like AIDS, but no COVID. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like Santa Cruz is a nice little town. Yeah, and
0: I mean, there's we just wandered around downtown with our masks on, obviously, and yeah, it was, it was relaxing. But yeah, I would like to be able to go somewhere real again at some point.
1: How are uh, California colleges? Are are they all virtual? Like the UCs? Like is UC Santa Cruz? Are the students there? Are they? I,
0: I think they're mostly virtual, except for like labs and stuff. I think I think mm-hmm. they're trying to do them virtual and then cutting down the amount of students who have to um, actually show up, which Makes is sense. probably nice for like out of state students because they can probably just do it from their actual home and not. Not have their parents pay for an apartment or whatever for them. Yeah, I don't know. Right, right. I u- do usually keep up on what the college kids are doing, but um, it's been a rough year, so I haven't taken out my binoculars so much this year.
1: That's too bad.
0: Isn't it? Um, <laughs> write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. Pat will give you the rest of the instructions.
1: Like us on Facebook. Uh, write us. A really great review on iTunes and rate us highly, and most importantly, tell your friends to listen. Yeah,
0: we we will be back with our actual 300th episode. We're still struggling to figure out what to do for it because 300 is a big landmark. It's a big landmark. We honestly should have hit a couple of years ago. Hit a couple of years ago, but our laissez-faire attitude didn't allow for that. So, um,
1: you know what I say: None shall pass. That's
0: what Aesop Rock says. So until next time, goodbye, everybody.
1: Goodbye. Happy Halloween, everybody.